Right now, though, we're going to switch gears and we're going to have a chat about Canada-U.S. trade. And we know there's been some friction points uh, along the way. Um, and uh, let's get an update on where we stand. We're going to chat with Randy Holback now, who is the MP for Prince Albert and the Conservative Shadow Minister for International Trade and is newly back from Washington, uh, where he was part of a Canadian delegation on an international trade mission. Um, Randy, thanks so much for your time this morning. Appreciate you joining us. Oh, it's great to be here, Shay, and uh, greetings from Ottawa. Um, so tell us about the mission. Uh, how many of you went down? Who did you meet with? Um, just give us the, you know, the nuts and bolts of what it was all about. Well, this all came about relatively quickly. Originally, we were supposed to be going to Geneva to WTO uh, Symposium, and that got cancelled. So all of a sudden, the minister wanted to go down to D.C. So I said, yeah, I definitely would go down to D.C. Um, we flew down on, on Wednesday morning, Wednesday afternoon, had no agenda, uh, got there Wednesday night about 8 o'clock. All of a sudden, they give us an agenda where we're actually doing meetings with uh, Canada's Council Generals who were previously scheduled to be there. So the minister went and had her set of meetings. We had meetings with uh, members from Kansas and Alaska uh, to talk about uh, electric vehicles. That's really what they wanted to focus on. And what I found really interesting is the context of the meetings once we got into them. Uh, For example, Senator Marshall from Kansas, when I talked to him, his first topic was Keystone. And Mm. he wanted to talk about his refinery that just spent a billion dollars in upgrades to prepare itself for receiving oil out of Alberta. And all of a sudden, that was just yanked from underneath their feet. And he wanted to know why we didn't push harder in that file, why we didn't uh, be more aggressive and fight Biden in that uh, in that file. And then we went to uh, a senator from Alaska who uh, talked about uh, the, t- the tourist industry and, and cruise ships and how they had American cruise ships that, by the Jones Act, have to port in Canada on their way up the coast to Alaska. And they wanted to, last summer, just come in and tie up, not even disembark, just tie up and leave. Uh, so they meet the requirements of the Jones Act, and we wouldn't even return their phone calls. So right away, it started to show uh, a pattern of of uh, a situation where we just have not been given the due respect this relationship deserves, and that there's lots of work that needs to be done down there. Um, so, I mean, obviously, those are a couple of issues that are important to this part of the uh, country, for sure. Uh, but there's a lot of other ones, right? I mean, and, uh, you know, international, I mean... They're all national, but I'm, it, they sort of span the whole scope of our country. When you mentioned Keystone and things like that, I'm talking the overall relationship. It sounds like you're saying um, has faltered, not just specific issues, but in generally speaking, the overall relationship between the two countries seems to not be where it needs to be. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that because you know, two weeks ago we had the prime minister, the deputy prime minister, three cabinet ministers in Washington to talk about some of the the irritants that are facing both countries. And the way it sounded in the news is that they had successfully completed, you know, getting a carve out on electric vehicles, for example. Uh, and then all of a sudden we go back and we talk to members of the Congress, whether it's in the House or the Senate, and they're kind of shaking their heads and saying, what problem? We weren't aware of this problem. Uh, this is the first I've heard it. And you just go, well, wait a minute, like, what were you guys doing here two weeks ago? Why weren't you talking about these issues right on the ground to ground with the people that are going to make the decisions? And then what's really frustrating, you know, there's a bill called um, uh, Build Better or Build Back Better yes. uh, going through the, the Senate right now. It actually went through the House, and there's parts of it on electric vehicles that would really impact our manufacturing sector in Canada. And that should have been addressed at the design stage of the bill, and now we're at the stage where it's going through, you know, the final readings in the Senate, and we're trying to influence it. And well, how know, the Canadians influence it at the design stage? I mean, the, the U.S. is not really interested in what Canadians think about their... Well, internal infrastructure spending. 
Well, it, it's interesting in this one. The inter, you know we're intertwined so much in uh, the auto sector, um, and what they were trying to do was not aimed at Canada. So at the design stage, if we would actually said, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, if you do it this way, here's the consequences, and this is the negative consequences, not just for Canada but for you in the U.S., they would have changed it. But now it's at a stage where it's gone. Who told so you they would change it? What's that? Who told you they would have changed it? Oh, they would have changed it just because they said they didn't realize what they were doing. They didn't understand the consequences of having that part in that legislation. Uh, the problem is now you're at the last minute and they feel they need to get it through um, uh, for a variety of reasons, both domestic political um, to get it done. And, you know, so we heard that from uh, from the different centers. So somebody, somebody there told you, hey, if you had told us this before, we would have changed it. Somebody told That's you. That's right. That. You know, they definitely let us to believe that, that this could have been fixed a lot earlier on the process. But how do you fix it when you're this late in the game is the point I'm trying to make. And right. again, right. it comes back to having an active engagement in a relationship with the U.S. to be aware of what's going on down there. And uh, you know what? I think it's, it's just proven to me that this government's just ignored that relationship. And, you know, one point was made to me was, the only time you guys ever come down here is when you got a problem. You never come down here with solutions or ideas where we can do things together. And, uh, you know, when you're a true friend, you actually uh, not only just present problems, but you present solutions, and uh, that needs to start happening. Uh, so where do we go from here? I mean, uh, did the minister report hearing the same things with the same conversations had with Mary Ying? You know what? She made an, in one of the reports afterwards that uh, members were surprised to, see her, to hear it was an issue. So I assume that they uh, were saying the same thing. We actually had a roundtable with four different labor groups, and they all brought up Keystone and loss of unionized jobs because of Keystone being cancelled. And they also brought up the fact that they're very connected into the White House. And it made an impression on me that here's a group of people that would have fought hard for that pipeline if we had engaged and uh, I get the impression talking to them that we didn't engage, which is really disappointing. So now, uh, you know, we look at the jobs that were lost in Alberta and Saskatchewan, Montana, all the way down. And then you hear Joe Biden talking to OPEC countries saying we've got to increase oil output to bring mm-hmm. the gas pr- price of gas down. I'm saying, well, wait a minute, you just canceled the pipeline that would have just done that. And would have permitted us a North American energy hub that would have been something uh, that's secure and, and ethically produced. So... It's really frustrating when you hear the double talk coming out of Washington. Um, Randy, thank you so much for your time this morning. Unfortunately, we are out of time, but I really appreciate you joining us. No, no, no problem at all, and thanks for your interest. Yeah, we'll chat again. That is Randy Hoback, who is uh, the MP for Prince Albert in our neighboring province of Saskatchewan. And as we say, just back from uh, a trade mission to Washington.